is my idea any good? Who am I to be doing this? No one's going to like this idea. People are going to laugh at me. My idea has already been done before. You know, all of these things that go through our minds. So how do we go from this fear, this frozen state to the confidence where we are taking action and we're moving forward and we're seeing results from that action when we're talking about design and design ideas? Welcome to A Creative Odyssey. I'm Ellie Ride. I'm a designer, an entrepreneur, and online educator obsessed with all things design, quilting, and creative business. Whether you're a seasoned quilter or you're just starting out, whether you're passionate about design and textiles, or whether you're a creative business geek who loves to nerd out on all the moving parts that go into making a creative business thrive, you are in the right place. I'm excited to share insights from my creative odyssey with you as I navigate design, creativity, and growing an online business on this journey as a creative entrepreneur. Are you ready to explore the possibilities of design and discover the world of creative business? It's time to embark on a creative odyssey. Welcome to this episode of A Creative Odyssey. And today we are diving deep into a topic that is something that all designers and entrepreneurs come up against, at least at some point in their careers, and that is confidence. So this is about how do you build it? How do you build that confidence as a designer, as an entrepreneur, And we're going to be looking at a framework today that is going to be helping you build your confidence starting from today with a very, very simple technique that I'm going to show you. And stick with me to the end of this episode because I'm going to be sharing an idea with you that I think is just really going to help you to shift your whole mindset when it comes to confidence as well. So right off the bat, you know, let's look at why this is important. Well, you probably intuitively already know that confidence is something that is a key element in success when it comes to being a designer. You know, you need to get your ideas out into the world. Or if you're a creative entrepreneur and you're building a business, you know, putting yourself out there, you need some confidence to be able to do those things. And up until now, even though you might be somebody who has primarily identified themselves maybe as a caregiver a mother or even an employee of somebody else and you're kind of stepping into this role as a designer, as a creative person, as a creative entrepreneur, this shift into believing in yourself as a designer and as an entrepreneur can be a really significant transformation. It's a really interesting transition point. It's this critical part of a journey towards finding that fulfillment, finding that purpose and ultimately becoming a successful creative business entrepreneur. As women step into this world of creative entrepreneurship, as you step into your role and your identity as a designer, confidence is crucial. And it's not just about trusting your skills and abilities. So that also helps, right? Being Having that self-trust in your skills and abilities that yes, you can do this. It's also about believing that you have this unique voice, that you have something of value to offer other people. And I think that that confidence piece really comes into play here because unless you feel like what you're doing matters and what you're doing is worthwhile, then, you know, you kind of lose a little bit of wind out of your sails. I'd like to say as well that confidence really allows you to navigate those inevitable ups and downs that come along with entrepreneurship too, because, you know, you feel like this is what you should be doing. You feel like this is what you're meant to be doing. You have that purpose that's really driving you on. That's what gives you that confidence in navigating those ups and downs as well. These transition times where we're moving between identities, maybe where we were an employee, maybe we were a teacher, we've been a teacher for the past 30 years and we've just transitioned into retirement. 
We are moving into a time that is perfect to embrace new challenges, new opportunities. You have this whole clean slate in front of you to redefine what it is that you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. This is often that open space that allows you to explore personal passions, you know, things like quilting and design that maybe you've kept on the sidelines for some time because you feel like you have other priorities in your life. And this might be that time where you start to look at those passions and think, hmm, how can I potentially turn these into something more? What is this purpose? What is this passion that is driving me? And and how can I really tap into that? These transition points as well, because we're humans, anything that's related to change makes us immediately kind of sit up and take notice. Because as humans, we are literally in our brains, we are hardwired to be wary of change, be wary of a change in our environment, you know, like the jungle's all green and nice and then all of a sudden there's like the stripes of the tiger, you know. So automatically in our in our brains we have this system set up for us that any kind of change is cause for alarm. So these transition times when there is all of this change happening, it can bring that kind of uncertainty, fear, doubt, all of those sorts of feelings coming up. And that is why building confidence is so important. Because confidence can really be that torch that lights the path during this exciting yet really unfamiliar journey. And it's going to be providing you with that assurance that you have what it takes to succeed, that yes, you can do this. I want to talk to you a little bit about one of my students, Tracy. I've been working with Tracy for over a year now. She is somebody who had a successful quilting business already. So she's a long arm quilter and she was long arm quilting other people's quilts. Since then, Tracy's really transitioned in her mindset around treating herself as a professional. So Tracy was at a kind of a transition point in her life as well. Her youngest child was leaving school, moving into university. So your role as a mother, your role as a caregiver, it kind of shifts. And so Tracy, in this transition point, really started to focus more on her business And the more she focused on her business, the more that she began to really look at herself as a professional and started to treat herself as the professional that she was already, that maybe she didn't recognize or that the people around her hadn't quite recognized yet. And that came really from, uh, you know, she participated in a couple of my programs. So she was in Quilt Design Code with me, and she's now in Creative Business Builder with me as well. She's really just made leaps and bounds in terms of her confidence and that her confidence has also allowed her to move in new directions. She has opened up her own Pantograph membership. She is launching Pantograph patterns weekly and monthly on a whole lot of different platforms. She's in negotiations with wholesalers for her for her patterns as well. She is really beginning to see the results of that shift in mindset she had and that building of confidence that she had in herself and to start treating herself as the professional that she is. And that really, for me, is underpinned by the confidence that she has been working on and developing over this time as well. I hear from a lot of people who are excited about designing cool patterns. They normally fall into a couple of different categories, two categories. You might recognize yourself as one of these as well. So if you do, then drop a comment down below this or drop me a note and let me know which of these two categories you recognize yourself in. Either you have a lot of ideas for quilt patterns, but you can't really take any action on them because you don't know which one to choose. So you're kind of in this stuck point, you're kind of frozen. 
Or in the other category, you might struggle to come up with new ideas. You know, you're just, you can't get that spark. You don't have any ideas. You feel like there's just nothing there. So you're kind of stuck as well. And for me, what comes down to, what it comes down to for both of these scenarios, either having no ideas or having a lot of ideas and not taking action on any of those, it comes down to confidence or lack of confidence. If you are, you know, brimming over with ideas, you've got loads of things that you want to take action on, that indecision about which one to follow, which one to flesh out, that comes a lot of times from that lack of confidence. You know, is my idea any good? Who am I to be doing this? No one's going to like this idea. People are going to laugh at me. My My idea has already been done before. You know, all of these things that go through our minds. And if you're in the other camp, you know, and you struggle coming up with ideas, you might be just frozen in that fear about starting. You know, you're overthinking things, wondering what you should do. Where should I get ideas from? Are these going to be the right ideas? What if they're the wrong ideas? Am I going to be wasting time on this? Maybe now's not quite the right time. I'm just going to wait and I'll do it at X date. All of this boils down to lacking in confidence. So how do we go from this fear, this fear state, this frozen state to the confidence where we are taking action and we're moving forward and we're seeing results from that action when we're talking about design and design ideas? I'm going to be sharing an epi- in this episode, I'm going to be sharing a framework with you. This is a framework I've been working on and it is the triple C framework. I'm calling it that for now. Curiosity, courage, and consistency. And really quick before we get into this in details, I would love it so much if you could share this podcast with a friend. You know, if you have a friend who's a creative, if you think this is going to resonate with them, somebody who's interested in building a creative business, please share this podcast or even this episode with them. That would mean a lot to me and to them hopefully as well. Looking to write your first or your next unique quilt pattern? Feeling like you just don't know where to start or that the list of things that you need to do is just too long? Are you worried your design idea isn't unique enough? Grab a copy of my free guide, Seven Steps to Grow a Cool Pattern Design Business, and I'll take you through all the steps to design, write, and sell a unique quilt pattern so you can build your confidence as a designer, skip that overwhelm, and start on the path to growing a thriving creative business. Your very first step is to head to alliride.com slash guide to get your copy today. It's time to stop dreaming and time to start doing. I can't wait to see what you're going to create. All right, so let's jump in here. Let's take a look at this triple C framework of curiosity, courage, and consistency. And we're going to start with curiosity. Well, I'm just going to say right now, you can check curiosity off on your list because you are here and you're listening, which means you're curious as to how to get into that next gear as a designer. How do you get started as a quilt pattern writer? Curiosity really helps us to seek out those new design ideas. It helps us to move beyond those obvious sources of inspiration that are in front of us. And it leads us down that path of, you know, what if? What if I learned how to design? What if I learned how to use a software package that could streamline my whole creative process or help me write that quilt pattern that I've been dreaming about? What if I started that online business that I've been thinking about? Let's get curious about those things, you know, Curiosity can be incredibly powerful. And let's just bring it back to the design phase here for a moment. Curiosity is not great in that it can, you know, curiosity can help you not only get new ideas, but it can also help you develop your original idea that you've got and develop it from a good idea into a great idea. You know, get really curious about that design that you've just put down on paper. 
ask what else and what if, you know, what if I simplified this? What if I added something else to this? So that is that first step, you know, getting curious as to the how, how can I go about doing this? What are those steps? Where can I get started? What knowledge do I need? What information do I need to seek out? And how can I go about implementing that as well? So that's curiosity. Next up in the framework is courage. So this is about taking that first step despite the fear, having that courage to jump in anyway. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, humans are hardwired to avoid change. In our brains, change is a threat. Like I said, that green jungle, the green jungle wall, all of a sudden there's a change. There's some stripes of the tiger in there. Okay, run. We are, pre-di- we are so unpredisposed to change that we need to find a way to kind of get past that inbuilt fear and act anyway, despite the fear. I want you to think about all of the times that you've done something new, something that was scary. Maybe you went to a new school, maybe you started a new job, but you did it anyway. You know, you went and you opened the door, you stepped into that new room with all of the people looking at you. You did it anyway. Might've been fearful beforehand, but what happened after you acted? Did that fear double up or did it dissipate? After you took action, I think that the majority of the times it's after you take that first step of the action that the fear disappears. You know, think about when you had to do a presentation, you know, you're really nervous about the presentation, but once you get started and you take action and you're in the presentation, that fear kind of disappears. I remember when I went bungee jumping, you know, and I was extremely nervous. I did not want to jump off the edge of the ledge, but as soon as I did, I was like, oh my gosh, that was the funnest thing ever. I want to go again. You know, that fear dissipates as soon as you take that action. Fear is what comes before we take action. The only antidote to fear that I know is action itself. You know, it's acting despite that fear that gets you to where you want to go. So courage is this part where you are acting despite the fear that you have. And this is how you move towards building your confidence, acting despite that fear, putting your designs out there, despite the fear that someone might not like them, staring, starting on a blank page, even though you've been sitting there staring at it and worrying that you're going to make something ugly, you know, well, truth, ugly art happens all of the time. Make it, get it out of the way, make as much ugly art as you possibly can to get to the good stuff. It's better to start now than to wait. So that's courage, acting despite the fear, moving towards confidence with this as well. And we have one last C in our framework, and that is consistency. So we've had a look at curiosity. We've had a look at courage. Let's take a look now at consistency. I want to let you know that this is a little bit of an unsexy idea, okay, that building your confidence as a designer, it comes down to having a system in place. And I know that you know, systems, design and art, does it, do these two things really match up or are they kind of at loggerheads with each other? I know we all think that design ideas should spontaneously fly from the sky like lightning bolts, but the truth is that good design ideas, they come from developing those okay design ideas that we have at the very beginning, from going beyond that first initial spark, from putting in the work it takes to make an okay design idea into an awesome design idea. And having a system in place or developing a regular design practice, this is my system, is the key. You know, this is a system where you can source unique inspiration, you come up with unique design ideas, then you go back and review your work, you choose the best ideas from those that you've come up with, and you can move forward with that, that confidence. 
And this is huge in what I teach, you know, in my free guide, in my workshops, in my programs. This is how to consistently come up with unique design ideas for quilt patterns so that you can confidently share your creativity with the world. This system busts through that I don't have any design ideas phase. This system busts through that I have so many design ideas I don't even know where to start or which ones to choose because it's giving you a way to consistently produce ideas but also to evaluate those ideas and make a decision on which one is the one that you want to move forward with and that's what allows you to become consistent. I know this sounds like, you know, like I said at the beginning, this is an unsexy idea because, well, I don't want to have a system. It's going to put restrictions on my creativity and I can't express myself, all these kinds of things. It doesn't have to look like that. And it also doesn't have to be complicated. So if you grab a copy of my guide, Seven Steps to Grow a Cool Pattern Design Business, you'll discover that those first steps of the guide, they really deal with coming up with those unique design ideas. You can grab your guide if you haven't already. You can head to aliride.com forward slash guide and grab your copy. And you can see that I walk you through those design steps there. Through coming up with a unique design source, finding that idea that you've got, sketching it down on paper, iterating it, developing that sketching practice as well, and then using the tools that we have at our disposal to evaluate that design so that we can be confident in what that is that we're moving forward with, so that we've chosen a design that we know comes from our creativity, that's something that we created, that we came up with, that also feeds into that confidence that we have about what it is that we're creating and the value that we're bringing to the world with that. Now, this sketching practice, it doesn't need to take you four hours a day. It can happen in as little as five minutes a day, okay? This is a simple five-minute practice you can follow, and this is really helping you to boost that confidence as well. That confidence that you, yes, you, you there listening to me here, you can come up with these unique design ideas for quilt patterns and you can confidently choose one to move forward with and that you can do this consistently. So there you have it. Curiosity, courage, and consistency, the triple C set that leads to creativity and confidence. And if anything has resonated with you so far, I would love it if you could share this with a friend, you know, send them this episode, send them this podcast, let them know that you're listening in and finding some goodness here in this podcast, all about confidence and boosting your confidence as a designer. We had a look at curiosity, which is really that spark that ignites the creative process. It inspires you to ask questions, to explore new ideas, think outside the box, and as a quilt pattern designer, you know, curiosity really might lead you to investigate those different color combinations or fabric textures or even historical quilting techniques. And these kinds of investigations can really lead to new insights and inspiration, which are those seeds of creativity. Cultivating curiosity really encourages that mindset of continuous learning and openness to new ideas both of which are really critical for creativity. It's about getting curious about what if, what if I did this? What if I took the first step in learning how to do this? That's what I mean when we come down to curiosity. Then we looked at courage and courage is really what allows you to act on that curiosity. It involves taking risks, trying new things, being willing to make mistakes, being willing to make that ugly art. And in quilt pattern design, this might mean experimenting with a new design technique, it might mean sharing your designs with other people, even if you're afraid of criticism, even if you're afraid to get it out there in front of other people's eyes. But having that courage to take these risks, having that courage to act despite the fear, 
This means you're going to be able to move beyond your current limitations and discover those new possibilities that await for you on the other side. This process of exploration and discovery, this is at the heart of creativity. And thirdly, consistency. This is what turns those either sporadic ideas or that non-idea state that you're in into a steady stream of creativity. It involves regular dedication of your time to your design practice, making a habit of exploring new ideas, learning, being curious, even when you don't feel particularly inspired. You know, that act of consistently engaging in the creative process can often spark new ideas. And over time, this consistent practice really can help you to develop your own unique design voice and style, which is this key aspect of creativity as well. So together, you know, curiosity, courage, and consistency, they create this incredibly fertile ground for creativity. They encourage you to continuously learn, to take those risks, engage in the design process, all of which can lead to novel and unique quilt patterns, unique to you. As your creativity grows, so will your confidence. You're going to be able to see those tangible results of your creative efforts. Here's what I mean. I'm going to give you an example here just to wrap this up. Frances came along to one of my workshops and she was really feeling a huge lack in her confidence. She has been a sewist for many, many years, but she just hadn't really got her sojo on, you know, her mojo, her sojo. She had carpal tunnel in her hand. She felt like that was really holding her back. She felt like she was too old, that she was kind of past all this making and designing that, you know, she'd run out of ideas. She was really in this slump creatively, creatively, you know, a creative slump. During the workshop, she started out with a very simple design prompt and she felt her creativity returning. She took this small little spark of an idea and she followed that thread a little bit further. She revisited her design a few more times. She made some adjustments. She worked on developing that design beyond that initial spark that she had, but that spark had been lit. You know, that creative urge had come back and here's what she had to say about it. What the sketching taught me is a reawakening of what I can still achieve. You know, this is incredibly powerful. I find this, you know, I just get chills thinking about it every time when I think about Frances and her story and, and how just this small design prompt was able to, you know, ignite this spark of her creativity again. Even just sketching something simple, getting her design down onto paper, being in a group of like-minded creatives for that workshop, being part of that workshop itself was that catalyst that took Frances from no design ideas, no confidence, being in that creative slump to being able to sketch that first design idea, then developing that design idea into a finished quilt, which she has since gifted to her daughter-in-law for her 50th birthday, which I think is an incredibly special gift for anybody. You know, this is how you get your confidence. This is how you beat that fear. It's just taking those small steps one at a time. So what are these steps and how can we take this and apply it? What action can we take? Step one is to get your copy of the seven steps guide if you haven't already, how to grow a quilt pattern design business. This is going to cover all of those steps through design, writing and selling your first quilt pattern online. And then beyond that, it's about regular practice. You know, this is really the foundation. It's a consistent practice in mastering your design skills. Set aside that time, a regular amount of time for design work, whether that's daily, on specific days in the week, or whether you just carry a sketchbook with you and on your lunch break, you're getting it out and you're doing five minutes. It doesn't have to be a big involved process. 
It also looks like mastering your tools, things like Adobe Illustrator and Adobe InDesign. These tools that you need to become proficient in, these design tools that allow you to take your creativity, take those sketches into that next phase, into that professional PDF document that then becomes that digital asset for your creative business. Practicing regularly with these types of tools helps you to improve your efficiency and your output as well. It also looks like discovering your design voice, you know, allowing that room for curiosity and exploration, experimenting in your design practice. Keep working at things. You know, it doesn't happen in five minutes. It happens over time with that consistent practice that you need to build, that habit that you need to build of sketching, reviewing your designs and continuing to develop your design voice, fostering that creativity that you've got inside you, that I know that you've got inside of you. And then it's about, you know, seeking out and positively handling the feedback that you get on your designs. Constructive use of feedback can lead to improvement, it can lead to iteration, it can lead to you to develop a richness to your designs as well, and it's really crucial as well in building confidence. Posting in a place like the Design Q community, this is my private community online where you are surrounded by like-minded, supportive creatives. This is a place where you can safely post your designs, ask for feedback on them, and you know start to move on to that confidence building that you get when you're receiving feedback and when you're able to handle that feedback in a place like Design Q as well. This is some of the resources that I'm offering to you as well. So what are some other the resources you can take action with? I'm going to list them for you here. You're also going to find links to all of these in the show notes of the description below this video if you're watching on YouTube. I want you to grab your guide. This is your first resource, seven steps to grow a quilt pattern design business. Come and join me inside Design Q. This is the community where you can get feedback in this supportive small group community. You can take one of my workshops like Francis did, like the 10 Design Challenge where you get design prompts for 10 days and you get a framework to really kickstart your daily design practice. You can take your designs even further by taking part in a more extended workshop like Sketch to Stitch where you come up with that unique design idea. We work through that design process in detail, in real time. You take that idea from a concept on paper to a fully fleshed out quilt block, complete with the fabric requirements you need so you can get started sewing your very first test block right after the workshop. Check out the show notes down below or the description for links to all of these resources. They're here, they're available to you. And if you are interested in sparking your creativity and interested in boosting your confidence as a quilt designer, you know, don't wait to get started. Get to it. Set your timer for five minutes. Do a quick sketch or doodle of some potential design ideas. And then tomorrow, repeat it. Do the same thing again. This is about building that consistency, building that courage, building that curiosity that we've got. And then keep going. All right. I want to leave you with one last thought. At the top of the episode, I did mention that I was going to share an idea with you that's going to help you shift your mindset around confidence, and it's this. Confidence is a skill. It's not a gift from the gods. Now, this is from an organization called the School of Life, which is headed up by Swiss philosopher Alain de Botton. I'm going to link to that again in the show notes as well. I'm going to repeat it again as well because I really think it is worth unpacking. Confidence is a skill. It's not a gift from the gods. What does this mean for you? 
Well, it means that if you're the kind of person who has always said things like, you know, oh, I'm not a confident person or I could never have that kind of confidence, I want you to hear this. Confidence is a skill and that means that it's something that you can learn. You know, it's not something that you're born with. It's not part of your DNA and either you've got it or you don't. Take what you've learned in this episode here today, the things that you've heard, these three elements, curiosity, courage, and consistency, really cultivate those things. Take them as your stepping stones into creativity, into confidence. These are those steps to take to learn this skill of confidence. I believe in you and I can't wait to see what you're going to create as you start taking these steps on your own creative odyssey with confidence. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of A Creative Odyssey. For all the show notes, including any of the links that I mentioned, head to aliride.com slash podcast. And wherever you're listening, make sure you like and subscribe so you'll be sure not to miss out on any episodes. If you got value from this episode here today, make sure you share this with someone who'll be sure to enjoy this too. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. 